Hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. This week's episode is brought to you once again by me. And also, when I say this week's episode, what do I mean by that? Because where was last week's episode when, in fact, this week's episode is also last week's episode? I'm proud uh, to tell you that that is the case. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. I'm a little bit ashamed. In fact, I'm the opposite of proud. I'm slightly embarrassed that there was no episode last week. And what's the reason for that? Well, you know, as you know, if you've been listening, I've been trying to figure out what the best day for me to be able to put this out on is for me to be able to put this out on for my personal. That didn't I made sense to me when I said it Um, for my own personal schedule. I'm trying to figure out when do I have the time to do the show as close to when I'm going to have it come out. And the answer is it's hard for me to commit. (laughs) It's hard for me to commit week to week on being able to do that because my schedule varies from week to week. I got responsibilities. I'm not, look, cry me a river. I know you're all busy too. And I know that you're listening to this show because you want it. You're here because you want to be here. And I need you to know that that's why I'm here also. And last week, I got a little lost in the wilderness. I got a little disillusioned. I, I, I started to ask my, myself the question, what, what, is, what is it all about? Why am I doing this? And the reason I'm doing it is to stay in touch with people who would like to be in touch with me and to tell them what's going on with me and to make arrangements for us to be together in the future, which brings me to the sponsor of this week's episode, which is the same as the sponsor of last week's episode, even though last week's episode did not even exist. It was still sponsored by me, and I thought about myself, and I thought about you, and I thought about places where we could get together and do things like laughing and having a cocktail, and just let me say this about that. December... Or let's not get ahead of ourselves. November 6th through 8th, I'm going to be in Denver, which, you know, starts with the same two letters as December. And so maybe that's why I was confused in my reading. It's fundamental, everyone. November 6th through 8th, I'm going to be in Denver, Colorado at the Comedy Works uh, downtown in Lodo. So please come out to the Denver Comedy Works, November 6th through 8th. November 13th through 15th, which is the next weekend, I will be in the Comedy Works in Albany, New York. No relation. They're not affiliated with one another, and yet they have the same name. But all of the other Jake Johansons out there can understand what I'm talking about, because we're not related. I would know about that if you and I were relatives. But feel free, if you're Jake Johansson, you're listening to this, to come out to the show. Unfortunately, all the comp tickets have been exhausted. But I look forward to seeing you at either those dates or December. Now we're into December 4th through 5th. 4th and 5th. I'm going to be at the Zanies in Chicago on Well Street. December 6th, I'm going to be at the Zanies in Rosemont, right out by the Chicago O'Hare Airport. That's a fun club. In Boston, December 18th through 20th, I'm going to be at Last Boston. And also, this just added, I have a date at a theater in Oklahoma City on December 17th. That's before I go to Boston. So if you live in Oklahoma City, Start Googling, and I'm going to do my best to get that put up on my website so that uh, that can be a thing that we all do together December 17th. If I haven't mentioned a city that you live in, that's going to happen next year. If you would like me to come to a city that you live in, please send me an email, jake at jakethis.com. I'm trying to next year organize myself, organize myself. I'm trying to produce some shows with a friend, um, a friend producer, helper person, uh, and go to some new places that I haven't been before. So if you've got an idea of a place like that, please send me an email 
and and start to making a list of all your friends that you want to tell about that show, and then I can come to that place and do that thing that I do and that we enjoy doing together. So this week, I am not going to give up, and I encourage you not to give up. And I know there's a lot of people out there not giving up. I got some sad news today. I just found out about the amazing Jonathan has got heart problems and is not able to perform um, his shows. And he's a guy who I knew from my starting out days in San Francisco. He was he was a local act there, and then he's gone national and been a big, big theater act in Las Vegas for the past, I think, 13 years. Anyway, Google Amazing Jonathan and watch some of his hilarious stuff on the Internet and then be sad that... Uh, that he's not doing that well. So I am just shouting, I'd love to see the amazing Jonathan again, except I don't have his phone number anymore. So I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure that out. Anyway, the amazing Jonathan is out there. He's not giving up. He's still going strong. He's, he's grateful for all that he had. I I read a press release or a speech that he made last week. and It it was kind of inspirational. And uh, so here I am. Here you are. Here, What are we doing? What else did I read? Okay, if that wasn't uh, <laughs> depressing or non-sequitory enough, um, I, I read this. I was going through old Harper's magazines because that's a thing that I do just on my own time. And then I find things that sometimes I talk, to, talk about here. And I was reading this memorial um, for... A guy. So this is from the Harper's Magazine from February of 2013. (laughs) Uh, But interesting things happened back then, and we haven't had a chance to talk about them. So, and some people may be listening. Anyway, it doesn't really matter uh, that this is uh, old. It was a uh, it was a kind of memoriam for a uh, a guy who died in the Benghazi uh, tragedy. And I believe it was Benghazi. Am I right on that? Yeah. And uh, he was also involved in this game Eve Online. He he was a, a diplomat, and he was uh, killed in Benghazi. But he also played this game Eve Online. And so I've kind of got stuck down the rabbit hole of finding out about Eve Online, which is a space role-playing game. And I I kind of... It was a thing that I didn't really understand. You can sign... You can pay a monthly subscription to be uh, involved in, you know, getting spaceships and pirating goods. And this guy, who was a diplomat, was also involved in this game on the side, and he had brokered deals to overthrow the most powerful entities inside the game. So he's up to kind of spying and espionage inside the game. And this was written, a memorial written by another player inside this game. And uh, it was it was very interesting that it, the guy's real life was also reflected in what he was doing in his spare time in this fantasy game. Anyway, it's kind of stuck me down the rabbit hole of trying to find out about EVE Online. And then, then I was reading, you know, tutorials and what you need to know before you start playing and they offer a a certain period of for free that you can go on and start playing and you can join an alliance and you can fly a spaceship and you can mine for minerals and you can fight strangers of course you're going to get your ass kicked if you're playing a video game and you're starting fights with new people right off the bat because they know how to beat you at those and anyway 
I've been down the rabbit hole of trying to decide if that's what I need to do. And then I snapped out of it. Then I came to my senses. I realized, look, I do not have time in my life to play a role-playing game where I pretend I'm in space and creating alliances and trying to overthrow governments or spy on alternate corporations that are competing with me in the race to mine some moon mineral on a pretend moon inside of a hard drive inside of a city that I don't even know where it is. I don't I don't have time for that. I'm too busy trying to figure out how to do comedy shows in cities in America that I haven't been to. So, um, sadly, my brief um, dalliance with the idea of kind of going completely online, you know, just giving up the podcast and touring on the road and all of those things that I love doing and just, just starting to just do pretend virtual things like that in a pretend virtual world inside of the computer. That was I was considering that for a little while, and I've I've thrown that over. I've decided to wait, you know, for when the singularity happens and we're all downloaded into the internet. Then, of course, of course, I'm ready to get on a spaceship and go to another galaxy and mine minerals and do espionage. But right now, I want to do comedy shows in Oklahoma City. I want you to come out and see me in some small town in the Midwest. I'm, I want to come. I want to go out and have fun. And to talk to human beings while they're still there, while we still exist, before we all download ourselves into the hard drive and live our lives out in virtual ones and zeros. And the only people who are left alive on Earth are the people who oil those machines and keep them plugged in and make sure that they are unclogging the vents for the hydroelectric dam so that all of our hard drives will still stay booted up and the Earth will be turned back over to birds and Insects and who knows what kind of giant fuzzy animals will flourish or, or weird, creepy, slithering things that eat the jellyfish that are the only thing that can survive in the ocean. Who knows what the world will be turned over to once we're all safe and sound in our hard drives just living out our days of infinity. We're going to live forever. I mean, there's nothing, there's no reason that you would die if you're just a blip on the Internet, if you're just part of a computer program. Of course, we're all going to be together then. We're not going to be separate. We're going to be, you're going to start off as your little kernel of whatever you know and whatever you did and things that you saw and memories that you have, and then you're going to merge those with all of the other kernels of blips of things that you saw or you did, and uh, and then you can... Um, you can all become one, and I'll become one with you, and we'll we'll enjoy we'll enjoy those infinite days for a while, and then I suppose we'll get tired of it. And what will we do then? Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start. Maybe we'll have some kind of camera still set up and some robot arms, and we'll be able to combine some items and test tubes, or we'll be able to catch a mouse with the robot arm and in- inject it with some kind of DNA that we make out of salts or leftover condiments that are still in the research fridge where the hard drive is kept, where the where the men who still maintain the hydroelectric plant live, and we'll, we'll inject that mouse with the robot arm with some kind of um, consciousness-inducing serum or crystals, and it'll grow into a cognizant mouse twice its size and it'll frighten those lab techs and and they'll they'll be they'll be scared but that 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 mouse those several will have to create a man and a woman mouse to repopulate the world and they'll breed with each other and that's that's what we'll become we'll become these giant rodents that take the world back from the janitors that we've left in charge and those janitors then once they're forced to come 
compete with these super-intelligent rodents won't be able to do their jobs anymore, will they? And then they will slowly realize that inside the hard drive as bits and pieces of our vast universe begin to shut down because they're no long, longer receiving power. We'll, we'll, be, we'll become aware that our days are numbered, our days as an omnis- omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, all-encompassing being are, are numbered, and, and they're coming to an end. The clock is ticking down as the janitors pass away or have better things to do than to maintain our electrical system, and the rodents begin to flourish out in the world. They'll be, they'll be our ancestors and our descendants down the road, and they'll eat the jellyfish and mine the old batteries and diapers and hot dogs that we've filled up the landfill with. They'll be happy to have them. They'll be overjoyed to have them. And who wouldn't? What kind of giant rodent wouldn't be excited to come across an old diaper filled with hot dogs? (laughs) Ah, That sounds like a good future. That could happen, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just keep doing what we're doing. I don't think any of us have anything to worry about in terms of things like that. It's a sunny day. It's a sunny day. It's a great day. It's, it's Burger Monday. That's that's where I'm speaking to you from. I'm going to try and get this out for Tuesday. But it was Burger Monday here in Santa Monica, and I went out with a couple of friends, uh, my friend Alan Havey, who's been a guest on the show, and Bobby Gaylor. And we had a delicious uh, burger, although uh, my bison burger was a little bit uh, overdone. I had to send it back. There were, there were talks of the saliva content of the burger that I was going to get back. I didn't really send it back. I just kind of, you know, when I ordered it, the bison burger, because, and I ordered it because um, supposedly bison is better for me than beef, and I, I should probably have even had a burger. I should have just had a salad, or to be honest, it's the kind of place where they bring you chips and salsa when you first sit down, and by the time my food came, I was already full on chips and salsa, but I'd ordered this bison burger, and when I ordered it, the waitress said, you know, we usually recommend that that be medium rare. That's how the bison is best. And I said, well, that sounds good to me. And they brought it, and it was well past medium rare. It was on the way to medium well. And so it was it was sort of, it had become kind of rubbery and really just a suggestion of what it potentially could be. And so I said to the waitress, you know, I did get this medium rare because I ordered it medium rare because you recommended it. And now it's, it's not, it doesn't look medium rare to me. And she said, no, it doesn't. And then she was very apologetic, which is a thing that you get here in America. And if you are an American and you've never been to another country, maybe you don't realize that that's not how they roll everywhere. When you go to New Zealand and you say, order this medium rare and it's really medium well, they look at it and they go, hmm, that's too bad. And then then that's it. And then you eat it and maybe you don't go back or maybe you ask nicely the next time you order something medium rare. But they don't fix it. They're not sorry. Here in America... She was genuinely sorry, or at least she did a really excellent job of of making me believe that she was sorry. A lot of these waitresses here in America or here in Los Angeles or Santa Monica is close enough to Los Angeles that uh, she could have been a, an aspiring actress or, or a disappointed actress who'd, who'd expired. Her aspirations had expired, um, but uh, she was no longer aspiring. She had expired. Anyway, you get that. You follow that. It just occurred to me to say. Anyway, so... She was able to convince me that she really was sorry. She took the burger back, and then she came back with a nice soup. She said, here's some chicken soup that you could eat while you're waiting for them to cook your bison burger medium rare like you, as you ordered it. And then she brought it back, and by the time it got back, I'd had now. I was full on the chips, and now I've had a half a bowl of soup. And uh, I ate the bison burger anyway. I ate that bison burger anyway because I was so touched by the fact that she cared 
about the fact that my burger wasn't the way I wanted it at the beginning. And after all, it was it is Burger Monday, which means the burger was $3 cheaper than it would otherwise have been on a Tuesday, let's say. And uh, so when she brought that burger, I was touched. I was touched by her concern, and I consumed the entire effing thing. And I ate half of the French fries. Oh, my Lord. And that left me feeling a little sluggish, a little bit sluggish when I came back here to my backyard to talk to my friends who I had lunch with. And, uh, and now they're gone, and I'm here with you. And what else are we going to talk about? Well, I'm not going to be flying spaceships in a pretend world online. I think we all know why that's a lot of nonsense. But uh, if you disagree, if you're involved in EVE Online and <laughs> you would like to help me be a part of your alliance to battle the evil necromancer from the distant future past, I, I'm, I'm, I'll reconsider. I mean, I'm open to admitting I've made a mistake because, in fact, that is what life is like when you get into your 40s and your 50s. Spoiler alert, youngsters. When you get into your 40s and 50s, you start to look back and go, hey, maybe some of those things that I thought were a good idea were not a good idea. Maybe there were mistakes, and I can't really say that I can count too many terrible mistakes in my past. It was a mistake to leave the earth in the charge of uh, janitors. I mean, that that's a huge mistake. If we raised the minimum wage, maybe we would have been able to survive longer in our utopian hard drive than, than just long enough to impregnate uh, some giant rodents with consciousness. The percentage of black U.S. children under the age of five who live in poverty is 43%. 43% of black U.S. children under the age of five live in poverty? That's terrible. That is truly... I mean, I don't even know... This wouldn't happen in the hard drive, I can tell you that. I hope not. I hope it wouldn't. Oh, what else can I read you from this old Harper's Magazine portion? Oh, that's not a good one. Kilowatt hours of energy used each year by the average Ethiopian citizen. And these are Ethiopian citizens who walk the earth and uh, and do things that human beings do. This isn't Ethiopian citizens inside of the hard drive. Kilowatt hours of energy used each year by the average Ethiopian citizen is 52. By the average U.S. refrigerator? By the average U.S. refrigerator per year. The Ethiopian person uses 52 kilowatts a year. The average U.S. refrigerator, 454 kilowatts per year. I am pretty sure that our refrigerator is using five times as much energy as a person in Ethiopia. And that uh, that would make them mad if they were aware of it. But I don't think Harper's has many Ethiopians consuming low amounts of electricity subscribing to their magazine. Then again, I could be wrong about that. If you are an Ethiopian subscribing to Harper's Magazine and you're using 52 kilowatts of uh, electricity every year, then please shoot me an email <laughs> and tell me I'm wrong. Um, but be careful. You don't want to go over your allotment of electricity. Estimated profit in Illinois Zoo earned since 2008 by selling tree ornaments made of reindeer droppings. $50,000. I don't know what those tree ornaments go for a piece. That's 5,000 ornaments at 10 bucks each, just to I kept the math simple there, because I know uh, we do have some 
some janitors are listening to the show, and they don't have time to do a lot of math because they're in the middle of cleaning cleaning things up, taking care of business. You don't need you need me to do the math or keep the math simple so you can do it while you're concentrating. You don't want to have to put down the tools of your trade and get out your calculator or your smartphone and check my math. Who wants to do that? Not me. Not you. Nobody wants to do that. Well, what more can I tell you about this week or this life? Well, I can tell you I've been on a minimizing, well, not a minimizing kick, but I've been trying to get rid of some stuff here at my house. I've been going through things. I've thrown away a bunch of old VHS tapes of my act, which I've converted to digital hard drive versions of blips of things. And I don't want to think that I'm saving those for later when we all live on the Internet as little blips all united in one giant thing why are we going to watch images of our former selves doing anything at that point well we're just going to be communing with our own mind it's going to be like one kind of dreamy meditative state where we're all able to remember everything that everyone else has done as though it was us who did it and will we even care because we're all going to be so much bigger than those tiny memories which means that i need to get those old sets old letterman sets up on the internet now while we're still human beings and we can relate to each other as human beings and you can you can see me do those do those shows those appearances and maybe you can laugh at those jokes although i have to say that sometimes when i look at some of the old uh appearances of mine you know, it's it's so long ago that the the jokes don't. It's just not the same. They're from a different time. They, we were. I was a different person. It's already as if I've been downloaded onto the hard drive, and I can't relate to my former self. And that was a human being. Imagine how we're going to have to try and relate to our former selves when we're on that hard drive, trying to help the janitors understand how important it is to us that they keep that you know, vent from getting clogged with silt on our hydroelectric dam. How tempting is it going to be for them to just ignore the vent on the hydroelectric dam and go about their own business, making more human beings to go out and live life and have fun with each other and make whatever delicious foods they enjoy, those janitors. And, uh, and who are we as digital computer entities to produce this race of rodents that's now going to kill our descendants of our ends our common descendants from our common ancestors well i don't know the the thing is i've gotten rid of the old vhs tapes and now i've just got the digital versions of those sets and i need to post them on time and online on time online i need to be i'm so late for an important posting online of those old things that i did and said so that people can look at them again and comment on how archaic and ridiculous it was that that was considered funny at the time. But let me tell you something. When they developed the time machine, and this may be before we download ourselves onto the Internet, or certainly it will happen temporally afterwards, we'll be all be living in our own time machine where we can go back and remember anything that anyone else uh, remembered as when they got downloaded into their part of the computer matrix that we're all going to live in. Um, but when they invent the time machine before then, where we can jump our physical meat sack bodies into and go back in time, do me a favor. When you go back to 1986 uh, and you watch those 
appearances as they air on broadcast television, and you will, because that's all we had back then was broadcast television. We didn't have the Internet. There wasn't a whole... You didn't have a phone that you could watch things on in your pocket. Of course you didn't. You just had a regular phone at home. You had to watch things on television when they came out. And when you go back in time and you watch those things, and you'll be happy that they're on, because that's all there will be. Keep in mind that that's all there was when I did those things. And so that's why at the time they were funny and that the now some of them may seem sort of silly and quaint, but some of them may still hold up. You still may laugh and hold your gut and say to yourself, well, even Jake back then was time traveling into the future to make a joke that still holds up. And if that's the case, well, hooray for me, because that is now what I realized my goal then should have been, but it wasn't. My goal then was just to do something silly on TV and try and be a little bit original. And I did my best, so judge me based on that. That was I did my best. I was doing my best, and I'm trying to do my best now. Dang it. But as I'm trying to do my best, sometimes I realize I'm not always really trying to do my best. Sometimes I'm trying to pull one over on someone by doing slightly less than my best in one area so that I can devote some attention on the side to something else. I'm multitasking at times, and I need to cut that out, ladies and gentlemen. I need to single task. I need to put my all into some little thing at the time when I'm doing it and then move on to the next little thing that I'm putting my all into. That's how I'm trying to live my life, and that's why I'm getting rid of those old VHS tapes. If you can follow me, and why wouldn't you be able to follow me? I'm sure you You've got a notebook and a pencil. You should use a pencil, not a pen, because there's going to be a lot of things that you want to cross out, as there are with me, as I think back on what I've already said in this episode. There's a lot of things that I'd like to cross out, not take back, but cross out and change into other things. But it's too late for that until we get to the future where we're all in a hard drive and we can constantly be rewriting each other's memories. And then who knows if we'll know if anything really even happened by that time. The janitors will have a big laugh on us as they peer into the view screen to watch us live our silly lives in that matrix world. But, uh, I got rid of those VHS tapes because they were holding me back. There was a slight distraction in my everyday life as I was walking around having coffee or a bison burger with my friends in the past. Not today. Not today, ladies and gentlemen, because those tapes are gone. But in the past, when I would go out for a bison burger, part of me would be thinking... What am I going to do with those tapes? Am I going to watch them all? For a while, I was worried about converting them. And then once I had converted them, I was saving them in in case something happened to the digital conversion. I need to go back to those VHS tapes and then convert them again afterwards. And who, what kind of an alternate horrible future was I imagining for myself that I would have the kind of time to re-digitize those VHS tapes? Allow me to just say this about that. Fuck that shit. I don't have, I'm sorry to curse, but it's time. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. We're 25 plus minutes into this thing and I'm cursing. Who has the time in the future? Who who thinks that I in the future will have the time to re-digitize those VHS tapes? I won't have the time. And why? Why, you ask? Why would I ask myself? What are you going to be so busy doing? I'm going to be so busy making up new jokes that are funny for this time and trying to videotape them and release them online. I'm still trying to get this ridiculous special that I recorded last year in Cleveland put out online. But I'm getting a little bit closer. I'm getting a little bit closer. I've created a profile on on a website, and I'm just this close. Speaking of websites, you should check out jakethis.com because I've upgraded it. Thank you. Shout out to my friend Kimball Packard from Sound Advice. He's he's really 
helped me to upgrade to Squarespace 7. They're not a sponsor on the show, but that's who does my website. That's who that's who's hosting my website. I got a store now on the website, so all the T-shirts and bumper stickers that you used to be able to get at the show, you can get now on the website. If you're listening to this now, you can do that. You've emailed me. You've said to me, "How can I get one of those T-shirts? How can I get one?" And the answer is, you can't. You could send me money, and I could send it to you from my house, but I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to get one of those T-shirts and put it in an envelope and figure out the postage and write your address on it and take it to the post office and send it to you. Why don't I have time for that? Because I'm busy trying to figure out what to do with these fucking VHS tapes, ladies and gentlemen. They're weighing me down. They're, they're, they're holding me back, but no longer. Those are gone. I still do have some VHS tapes here. Here in my office, I have one. Let me get it. This is a VHS tape from a host, a show that I hosted on um, Comedy Central called Two Drink Minimum. Right there. You hear that? I knocked right on it. Who's on this one, you might ask? And I'll tell you, it's Two Drink Minimum. This is episode number 219 with Laura, Laura Keitlinger. Maybe you remember her from Saturday Night Live. Brian Posehn. Maybe you remember Brian Posehn or Andy Kindler. They are on this VHS tape that I have in my hand. And what's going to happen to this, it hasn't been digitized. And I want to digitize it, but I can't post it online because I'm not these people. I'm myself until we're all downloaded onto the Internet and we become one entity. That's when I'll have the rights to be posting Andy Kindler and Brian Posehn and Laura Keitlinger's sets online. Right now, all I can do is digitize them from my VHS to DVD to digital converter, which I have here in my office. That's right. I'm living some kind of steampunk dream where I can digitize VHS tapes right onto a hard drive or make DVDs of them. Then I can say, well, when am I going to digitize this DVD onto my hard drive? Well, I can skip that step now because I've got a special wire and some software installed in my computer. And I, if I had that and I could reach it from here, I'd tell you what it was. It's called uh, video capture. It's a wire. It's really mostly a wire <laughs> and some software. But um, I, could, I could digitize that to two-drink minimum set. But I've got about, oh, fuck knows, how many of those tapes do I have? 26? <sighs> They're a half an hour each. You do the math. That's 13 hours of just the tapes chugging along, and then i got to get another hard drive to put those on. So that's part of my project, and then those VHS tapes will join the other VHS tapes in the cosmos. Or maybe maybe what I should do is to see if Laura Keitlinger or Andy Kindler or Brian Posehn wanted this actual VHS tape for their very own, and then they could be in charge of it. Then they could curate it into the future, and then I wouldn't be responsible for it. That's what I'd really like is for it to not go into the land Phil, I'd love for it to go. I'd love to bestow this VHS tape on Andy Kindler at some time, at his convenience, actually. I'd meet him at a location in Los Angeles and hand this tape to him personally. Andy, I'm begging you to reach out to me. And, of course, I do know where Andy is. He's on the Internet. He's on Twitter. I think I'm currently following him. I can't remember. We have an off-again, on-again relationship, Twitter and I, and who I'm following and what I'm looking at and what I'm interested in, how I think I'm supposed to be doing my life. I don't really understand everything. But as I say, to circle back, one of the things I'm doing right now is getting rid of, rid of stuff that's in my house. Well, they've made leaf blowers illegal here in Santa Monica. You can no longer use them to blow the leaves off of your yard. And unfortunately, this comes 
within a year or two of us re-landscaping our yard into the kind of a yard with a lot of loose gravel and a decomposed granite kind of patio, which is basically like a dirt patio. But uh, you can't, you can rake the leaves off of it, but then you're going to rake up a lot of dirt. But if you blow the leaves off, you can kind of get them to wispily blow off and then collect them and just remove the leaves instead of removing a lot of topsoil. But that was in the era of leaf blowers when we created this landscape. And now now we're post-leaf blower, and I've got leaf blowers in my house. I have one that plugs into an electric outlet and another one that's battery-operated. What am I going to do with those? Besides, I don't do that type of work anymore. I have some yard guys who do it for me. And why do I have those yard guys? Because I'm too busy dealing with my VHS tapes and my other sundry things under the house. You know, I've got a turkey deep fryer under there, and I'd love to give that to someone who's interested in deep frying a turkey. But personally, I don't feel right about it because I've deep fried a few turkeys, and while they are delicious. The promise of the flavor of a deep-fried turkey is true and real, and they are good. But let me tell you something else. You are afterwards going to be the proud owner of some slightly used peanut oil. In fact, several gallons of it, which you can then filter and put into jugs and save them for next Thanksgiving and then wonder, geez, this peanut oil has been just sitting in a plastic jug under my house in my basement for a year. I wonder if it's fit to boil and dunk the next Thanksgiving turkey in, or if I'm going to get some kind of weird leached plastic in my turkey, which is going to cause my hormones to go out of whack, and I'm I'm going to feminize my male children, and they won't be able to make proper babies. And it's a good thing we're all going to be downloaded into the internet, because I saved this peanut oil too long to deep-fry my turkey. I've made a mistake, and that's how I feel about the deep-fried turkey thing. I I can't really say it's a mistake. When I look back on my past, as I've already mentioned, of course there are things I would do differently, but I don't regret those Christmas deep-fried turkeys. They were delicious, and I enjoyed them. But I'm in a bit of a situation now because I've got the burner in the giant pot, and I do sometimes think, well, post-apocalypse, when you can still get tanks of propane to run the ridiculous turkey deep fryer you'll be glad you've got that thing but post-apocalypse we're not going to have cans of propane you're not going to need that deep fried turkey burner sure you could use it to cook a nice dinner during the time before we run out of propane or if it's just some smaller disaster which is much more likely really when you think about it that we'll have an earthquake or tsunami or something like that and we'll just be stuck having to cook our own food in our yard maybe maybe that's what i'm saving this deep fried turkey rig for is for for surviving that to host some kind of a big seafood boil up at my house post tsunami you know when all the fish and detritus and sea animals have just been left in a soup of mud and old paint lying in the street and i can just go pick them up with my rubber gloves and bring them home but am i going to want to eat that kind of leftover seafood that's been strewn about my neighborhood by a tsunami i don't think it's a good idea now that I'm really boiling it down. So the question really is back to what am I going to do with that turkey deep fryer thing? What am I going to do with those leaf blowers? I got a hedge trimmer, which of course is useful, and that's not a thing that I'm going to get rid of right now. But I've got tax research. I've got receipts for hotels that I stayed in before I was married, ladies and gentlemen. That's 12 years ago. What's the point of holding on to those? And why am I holding on to those? And I have to say part of it is not even on purpose. Those receipts are just in boxes that I put away and I don't even know where they are. I've got supplies of old paint. Not anymore. I think I've actually gone through my paint and gotten rid of paint that matches walls that I've repainted. I think that's those days are gone. But I've got pieces of tile and 
plumbing replacement parts for problems that are never going to happen. And when they do happen, it's going to be an emergency, and the plumber's going to have to just overcharge me for the parts that he takes off of his van. I'm not going to be in the mood to dig around. I'm already hip deep in some kind of waste that I've called him emergency to come out and solve. I'm not going to be then digging around underneath my house and my basement for some saved plumbing part that I've got. So why am I keeping it? Well, and how much time every few weeks am I spending thinking about those things and thinking about getting rid of them and what I'm going to do with them? I don't know. Are you still with me, ladies and gentlemen? Are you still there? Are you still listening to this episode 119? Because this is what I'm really trying to get down to. This is my real goal, is for all of these episodes to be sort of like this, where I just go on and on and get things off my chest and off my shoulders and really... Not on to you, but I hope that you can enjoy and laugh at the ridiculousness of the things that are happening in my... This is why I need to meditate, ladies and gentlemen, to let some steam off of the pressure cooker that's all of these ideas. i got to take a little drink of water. <sighs> that was good. Nice, delicious water. It's my, preferred, it's my preferred drink, I would have to say. I mean, I wouldn't say the bottle has let me down in terms of alcoholic drinks, but I would have to say that... Uh, that romance is kind of running its course a bit. I still enjoy a cocktail, and who doesn't? But uh, water, water, that's a drink. It's delicious. And coffee, I have had some coffee today, but don't think that that's what's responsible for this, what's happening to us right now. I'm not sure what has gone wrong or gone right this week in terms of me talking into this tiny thing. But uh, anyway, I've been trying to get rid of some things, and I still am not down to an imaginal or an imaginal, ima- a manageable amount, an imaginable amount. You can't even imagine the amount of shit that I still have to go through to get down to an imaginable amount of stuff to manage. Um, piles of books. I have piles of books from my childhood that my mother sent me to give to my daughter, and some of those books she's too old for. By the time I got around to looking at them and seeing if she might like to read them, she was too old. She was too old. They were, they were, it was past it. So why are we saving these things? Why are we curating this museum of ourselves to carry into the future? Who's going to want to go to that museum? I don't even enjoy going to that museum. I'm telling you, it's getting to be a burden for me to go to the museum of myself, this museum of all of these things that have been saved for me and by me and about me to carry into the future. What the hell are we all thinking? We should just get down to one kind of a knapsack and a gong and walk around the country in a robe like Kwai Chang Kane from the show Kung Fu. If I had the time, that's what I'd be doing instead of going through all of this old crap I've got. I'd be taking some Kung Fu, actually not Kung Fu, I'd be taking jujitsu or yoga or something to, to kind of help me be more flexible and able to deal with life and the challenges that face me. I don't, I'm not faced with too many jujitsu challenges. There's nobody trying to wrestle me to the ground or conflict. I'm a, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. And I'm also better at talking than I am at fighting. And I like to think that in most cases, I just be able to talk myself out of a fight. I don't need to be fighting with someone. If someone wants to fight, that's, there's plenty of other people for them to fight. They don't need to fight, fight with me. They could talk with me. We could have a beer. That would be a case where I'd be happy to get back into a cocktail mood instead of fighting, although a lot of times those cocktails can lead to fighting. So maybe coffee. Maybe coffee is better. Some people enjoy coffee. Some people don't. Ah, 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I would love for this to go on a little bit longer. I've got to go out with my wife tonight to watch a movie about how much plastic there is in the ocean. And because that's going to be a cheery thought when we find out there's more bits, tiny bits. Now, this whole, these gyres in the ocean, these little whirlpools of plastic crap that we've, you know, jettisoned into our environment that now we're going to be doing battle with either externally to try and navigate through or internally after we've consumed fish that's full of these bits of plastic. That's going to be a cheery movie, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that with my wife. That's our date. That's our date. We've got a babysitter to go watch a movie about all the plastic that's been turned loose in the ocean. By who? By us. By us. Our well-intentioned efforts to live the good life and drink our water, our nice clean water out of plastic bottles made with petroleum. Oh, we've made some mistakes, ladies and gentlemen, as a species, as humanity. We've made some mistakes, but uh, really, really, we had, we thought we were doing the right thing at the time. We thought this was a good idea. We thought, well, you can't drink out of the tap. That water's already been poisoned by stuff we've been just pouring into the dirt. So what we should be doing is drinking our water out of plastic bottles. Never mind that that water comes out of a faucet somewhere that we can't see, and it's still full of the same stuff we poured into the dirt at that place. Now, we got a plastic bottle involved. When you're done with that water, you just throw your bottle in the trash, and where do you think that goes? They just throw it straight into the ocean. Straight into the ocean, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you like to think it goes to a landfill or some kind of meltdown to be made into a park bench that a homeless person can sleep on. But no, homeless people are not allowed to sleep on park benches. That's illegal. Where have you been? Um, <laughs> but we're not making them all into park benches. Some of them were just heaving into the ocean. We're actually not heaving them into. We're not doing it. I'm not doing it. You're not doing it. We're paying other people to do it. And we're paying them to do it in a way that we can't see. They're secretly taking our old water bottles and other plastic crap and getting it into the ocean. And it doesn't just, they don't put it in right here by the shore. They take it out a ways. So it swirls around in these whirlpools in the middle. So most of us don't even see it. But then it gets broken down into tiny little bits. Look, I haven't even seen this movie, and I know exactly what's going to happen. And I know it's not a happy movie. I know those plastic bits don't don't then form into a giant plastic bird that becomes animated with sea life that forms together into a brain and flies around the world providing shade for people who are hot. That's not what's going to happen with those little plastic bits in the ocean. Something terrible is going to happen. They're going to come back and haunt us. That's why maybe it's better for me to keep my old leaf blower and my old turkey deep fryer under the house here where they're safe, where they're not in the ocean being broken down into little pits, bits where they can poison us. In fact, if those little bits of plastic did form into a giant bird, what would happen? Well, I'll tell you what would happen. It wouldn't be flying around creating shade for all of us or dropping little Christmas presents for people. It would be devouring us. It would be eating us, trying to turn us into little plastic things, I think. That's the horror movie that you could be writing based on this. Anyway, it's been a great chat. I'm so glad that we had this chance to be together. Don't give up. I'm not giving up. This is me not giving up. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, the reason this episode is late is because, or the reason this episode is also the last episode is because I just couldn't get it together to do the last episode. It was late last week, and it was supposed to come out on Thursday. I know that's when I said that the new episodes were going to start coming out. 
But that just got to be too much. Thursday was too late in the week. I couldn't do it. It was I, I ended up I ended up blowing it off, shining it on, which is not a thing that I like to do. And it's not a thing that the Jake This podcast is known for. I've been pretty consistent coming out with one of these every week or, or more than one. And then last week I let myself down. Not just you. Although, to be honest, I'm not sure how many of you felt let down because you've got other shit to do. Maybe you didn't even notice that there wasn't an episode last week. Maybe you felt like, oh, this is a reprieve. Jake's given me a break and I can go listen to The Amazing Jonathan on Mark Maron's podcast, which you should do. And that's what I'm going to do when I'm done doing this because he is my friend and I hope I get to see him soon. I'm going to be I'm going to figure out how to get a hold of him. And Andy Kindler. I kept this VHS tape for him. Check out my website, jakethis.com. It's been redesigned. That's all happening now. If you live in a city that you'd like me to come to, send me an email and help me to try and figure out where to do that show and how to get in touch with enough people to make it make sense for all of us. Um, if you're just a person who lives far away from everything and you're down in a little hole, hunkered down, listening to this to keep yourself company and you're feeling alone and desperate, well, don't. I'm here. I'll be here next week. I promise I'll be here next week. I'll either hear me myself telling you some other ridiculous story about things that I can't bear to throw away or triumphs that I've had in the area of throwing things away or kisses that I've given to babies or maybe good news about this video that I'm going to see tonight about plastic in the ocean. Fat chance that. But if you are that person, don't give up. Don't give up. I didn't give up. I just took a little break. Don't give up. Just take a little break. Try meditating. Try breathing in and out. Try just thinking about your breath and realizing that this is a big, giant world, and someday we're all going to be swallowed by the Internet, and we're going to be part of each other, and that's either going to be good or bad, but it's not going to be this anymore. So enjoy this while you still can. Get yourself a drink of water or whatever your favorite beverage is. Sit back. We're all in this together. Let's have a good week. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. It's just happening. Jake this and yeah. that.